0: Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Good morning. Lovely to talk to you. And I'm joined by local man Richard Hanley, who has COPD. Good morning, Richard. Good morning, Alan. How are you doing? Richard, can I start with you before I go to Dr. O'Brien? Can you tell us about your COPD and when you were first diagnosed? And what is COPD?
1: Yeah, well, well basically, I suppose COPD is is, is somewhat of uh, an umbrella term for... Uh, serious lung conditions, mainly emphysema and, and serious bronchitis. Uh, it's a chronic disease, as with the C stands for, a chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Uh, so it's a lifelong condition, there's no cure for it. But it, but it can be treated and, and managed in, in the correct circumstances. I was originally diagnosed probably back around 2011, um, and I was still able to function fairly well, you know, when it's working and, and exercising and all the rest. Uh, but towards the latter end of 2017 um, I suffered what they call resp- complete respiratory failure right. and I, I was hospitalised and since then um, my condition worsened. so and since then I've been on I'm oxygen dependent so I have to bring oxygen with me wherever I go, I have oxygen here in the house So how does it um, affect your everyday life then uh, Richard? Um, well it's completely turned upside down as to what it used to be prior to COPD and um, any sort of physical exertion is, is a challenge for me um, but I don't let it get me down. I, you know, I, 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 It is what it is so I make the most of it. I'm involved with the Wexford COPD support group. Uh, actually I was one of the founding members that, that started up in 2019 when I came out of the hospital. Uh, we meet every Friday from 2 to 3 in the Clonard Community Hall uh, beside the Clonard Church there. and Anyone with COPD or lung condition interests, and call along and have a look. All right. um, so that type of thing keeps me going. Uh, you know, it's about exercise and just keeping a positive attitude. All right, stay with me,
0: Richard. Uh, Dr. Brian, um, how important is World Lung Day, do you think? And can you tell us why it is important to mark days like this?
2: Um, well, I, I suppose it just um, heightens the recognition of, of the various conditions that con- contribute to lung disease um and unfortunately it's a very very common condition and richard is just one of many people in ireland who suffer with respiratory disease and uh uh, you know and uh, as richard rightly describes it really can be very debilitating um but there is things that can be done to improve uh, the condition so uh, it's important that people have that level of awareness and that information available to them because Otherwise, it can seem a, a, a very lonely disease if you're not armed with the information, if there doesn't seem to be any specific things that can be done to improve your health uh, because, it, uh, you know, the, 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 the concept of being short of breath and the sensation of being short of breath is very distressing for patients and, and it can be overwhelming and it can lead to all sorts of sense of anxiety and, and uh, an effect in their mood and their ability to do their day-to-day. So having people informed and being aware of the potential options and treatments many of which are are fairly basic um just as richard outlined the the idea of a support group exercise making sure you're getting your vaccines eating healthy try to be your optimal weight all these things are achievable uh, but they do require a little bit of direction and they certainly require people to be informed of what the options are and And how we can advance and improve their condition.
0: Like uh, automatically, people will say smoking is a no-no. It, most of the people you're dealing with, is it because of smoking, or is it because of other mitigating factors? What's the spread uh, across the reasons that cause lung ailments?
2: Well, certainly in the Western world, it is cigarettes is really the, the primary problem. I mean, it, you know, but, but, but it can be it can be subtle. It can be a cigarette exposure if if, if a mother smokes during pregnancy it can be an unusual exposure to cigarette smoke or it can be biomass fuel in, in underdeveloped countries um, um but generally speaking there's some or it can be uh, passive smoking so it doesn't necessarily mean a patient that has a smoking history or personal smoking history per se uh, but smoking very often contributes to the condition right. uh, there is some genetic conditions like alpha trypsin in which even in the absence of smoking you can develop a COPD like condition but for the vast majority of people smoking is part of the problem and and that's why again information and awareness is, is very important so that people can make that connection and that at least allows them uh, or you know it, it educates them and informs them in terms of their, their decision to continue to smoke or, or hopefully quit smoking which is what we advocate for not just for lung disease but for heart disease for bone disease I mean, unfortunately, there really isn't anything to recommend cigarettes, so it's really important that everyone gives it their best effort in terms of quitting. And it's An easier thing to say than do, very often, for people who smoke their whole lives. But it's, I think the key is just to, to try to do it in small steps and, 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 and to consider the idea of smoking sensation every single day and eventually... Um, yeah. you will succeed, even where you thought you wouldn't. Um, so it's important, again, that people are aware that people like Richard have succeeded, have made meaningful uh, recoveries from their condition and have made meaningful strides in terms of their general health and um, and can live with their condition rather than being dictated to by their condition.
0: Yeah, I love that statement. Live with the condition rather than being dictated to it. Richard, uh, look, we've seen light at yep. the end of the tunnel in terms of COVID over the last few months. Can you talk to us about the effect COVID has had on people who have had COPD and other lung conditions? Um, were you on even more tender hooks when all this was going on? And it's still out oh. there, but thankfully not as bad as it was.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And it's still there. People still need to be vigilant. But when it forced, I mean, our COPD, our COPD support group, we were flying in terms of members coming in and helping people. And then COVID came along and shut everything down. Um, so that was an extra layer of uh, caution for for people living with any sort of lung condition, uh, COPD. But in a strange sort of, I, I used to get regular what they call like exasperations or flare ups uh, of my COPD, chest infections that I have to get treated for. But because during the lockdown I wasn't going out <laughs> and I was doing all the the, the safety following all the safety uh, information, we were. I, I haven't had any. Yeah. Uh, you know his aspirations are chest infections. So, what it what it did was so. While it was a, a frightening time, and it still is for a lot of people, and as we head into winter, and uh, we don't know where it's going to go, we learned a lot in terms of social distancing. The the, ben, the real benefit of, of hygiene and mask wearing when you go into crowded areas.
0: Yeah. And do you still practice that?
1: I do. If I go into the, the into the supermarket to do a bit of shopping, I always wear a mask. Mm-hmm. and uh, wipe down the trolley and do all that sort of stuff.
0: Right. So you're still being very vigilant about the whole thing.
1: I'll, I'll still be very vigilant. It's. it's I mean, it, it demonstrated itself over the couple of years that I didn't have any infections, that it works.
0: Okay, I've got to round off this in a second. I want to go back uh, to uh, the doctor just one more time. I want to go back to Dr. Bryan to get some advice about the importance of early detection and uh, screening. But in your case, like what Dr. Bryan has said, have you turned your whole life completely around now is it is it a different richard in every aspect of
1: your life um sadly in, in, in the physical way i mean i'm the same i'm still the same outgoing person as i've always been there's things that i just can't do for physical restrictions yeah uh, but i i, I mean I, I could sit in the corner and cry about it or i can focus on what i can do uh you know i, I have a family so i have great support here but um yeah in terms of physical activity I, I have to adapt and, and I've tried to do that and I continue to try to do that as best I can. Thank you
0: so much Richard. I'm going to leave the final word to you Dr. Brian and it, it revolves once again around the importance of early detection and screening. When should you, if you're concerned about any aspect of your lung health, when should you seek attention?
2: Well, generally speaking, uh, we can detect early COPD um, around the ages of 35 to 40 uh, using uh, spir- spirometry. Um, Certainly, I, I think the importance of screening is, is really uh, can't be emphasized enough because once you start developing symptoms, the disease is manifest, and it very often, um, very often means that you've lost a significant amount of lung function at that point, uh, at the point where symptoms are starting to manifest. So so we would ideally like everyone to, you know, uh, above the age of 40 to be screened with spirometry to, to assess whether there is any evidence of Early airflow obstruction because it's amazing how how influential that can be in terms of smoking sensation, in terms of exercise uh, programs, in terms of optimal weight, in terms of making sure everyone gets their vaccines. Uh, you know, beyond you know the, the the notion of oh well, you know we're just going to put you on an inhaler. It, it's the it's the message. It's that we you know the message that we're interested in your lung health. We're interested in the, the lung health and the Irish population as a whole. And, and I think screening spirometry and the availability of that for the general population would be a big message, uh, and a, a positive message to say uh, these are conditions that we want to get to early. Uh, and, and even if you, it turns out that you know, the spirometry is relatively reassuring, it, it shows that you're interested in your lung health. Okay. And it, it, it gives an opportunity for GPs, et cetera, to introduce the, the message of smoking sensation and, and regular exercise in optimal ways and vaccines and all the important conversations that have to be had with...
0: Southeast Radio's morning mix.
2: Chat, news, and your views.